You are listening to episode 2 of the Romance Class Podcast. This is a reading from romance novel Never Just Friends, also published on Amazon under the title Fallen Again by Filipino author Nina Villas-Guerra. That's me, by the way. It's available as an ebook on Amazon and other retailers and in print at National Bookstore and Power Books in the Philippines. A link to purchase the book will be included in the show notes. In this excerpt, Gio Gahol will be reading as Jake, and Rachel Coates is reading the role of Lindsay. This was recorded at the Study by Enderon in Podium Mall, Ortega Center, Metro Manila. Never Just Friends by Mina V. Esguera I have something to tell you. You're gorgeous. I, I, I'm sorry. I was a, I was a greedy dick. And I give you permission to kick me wherever you want. Jake Berkeley had never seen Lindsay Aglia in him. There was one time when she probably might have been, but the greater concern was making sure he didn't choke on his own vomit, so she didn't let it show. He was certain, though, that she was mad as hell right now. Might have been for a year at least. If he opened with a line about allowing her to assault him, she might actually do it. Stop getting turned on by that. By what exactly? Lindsay's smooth, supple leg, that perfectly shaped calf. Would she be wearing boots, running shoes, pointy heels when she kicked him? But the idea of her bare foot interrupted that thought, and it made him blink and shift. He adjusted his pants and threw a distracted smile at the hotel staff hovering around him, the way they did for VIP guests. Jake had already refused three attempts to make him feel more at home. Later, he had said with a bright smile, just waiting for somebody. He saw her before she saw him. He liked it when that happened. When they had first met, she was just as beautiful, but not as aware of what that meant. The power she had over him if she used that same smile and paired it with a simple request. He spent the first few months of their friendship wondering if he should tell her about it, but that meant she might use it on someone else. And yes, he was a selfish bastard about a lot of things, including this. Most of all, this. So he didn't tell her. Their eyes met. He held back the smile, let it instead creep up his forehead, his eyebrows before it pulled at his mouth. He saw the same things, same relieved, comforted, happy smile creep up her face, but refused to show on her lips. Lindsay bit down on that lush lower lip to keep it from betraying her. He had this. You can kill me later, Jake said as he stood to welcome her. But you know what that means if you kill me. The heels made her taller, made her rise up so that the top of her head came right under his nose. He pulled her into a hug, but she remained stiff, already smiling, but not quite ready to let him in. One less mouth to split the rations with, she muttered. It was an inside joke, a personal reference. Lindsay was mad, but she was going to forgive him. He could do this. He left a kiss on her head and pulled away reluctantly, but there was work to be done. You say that now, but you'll need to sleep. Who's going to take the midnight watch and protect you from the zombies while you sleep? Lindsay sank into the velvet sofa beside him, at a distance of approximately two small children away. She placed an envelope onto the glass tabletop in front of them and slid it toward him. Your contract, 
You should sign it before my bosses get here. Of course. One of her hands fished for something in her bag. A pen. But he pulled one out of his jacket pocket and relished the surprise that came to her face. It was beginning to be worth it. All of this. If he could collect those faces of hers, he would. He had seen this contract already. The three copies and the envelope for him to sign were a formality, but he skimmed through the relevant pages anyway, parts he had specifically commented on. Things seemed to be in order. He uncapped his pen and began to sign every page. She watched him, foot-tapping until she couldn't help it. So, what the hell, Jake? He had several pages to go and smiled as she seethed. What? You can't call and tell me that you're doing this? What are you trying to prove? If you wanted to work in environment, any agency with more money than God would be knocking over themselves to sign you, and you go with us behind my back. I don't need to work with people who have more money than God. We could have talked about this. I'm pushing an important project at the conference, and if you really wanted to help me, you could have told me. Last page. Jake happened to like his real signature, the one he used for contracts, and out of habit would lean back to admire it after signing something. There was also a finality to the signature, because it only got used when he committed to something, a job, a location. This piece of paper and signature meant three weeks doing work he thought he had already left behind, besides someone he thought he had already lost. Lindsay, he said when he was finally done, I'm here. Officially your colleague, if that's what it means. If you need my help with anything, then you have me for three weeks. Let's do this. Why didn't you call? She asked him. My flight got in before seven. I know you don't... Not just today. Lindsay's voice was tight. Why didn't you call at all after I went to Vancouver to see you? Of course she wasn't going to let it go that easily. He raised both hands. Officer, he said, you got me. I'll explain everything later. Stop making jokes. Pay attention. This next one, I'm dead serious about. Are you ready? Then, in front of the hovering motel staff and everyone else having coffee at the Waldorf Astoria, he made his move. He first leaned into her, mouth capturing hers, and then pulled the rest of her toward him using the arm he had hooked around her waist. She gasped and instinctively raised the palm to smash his trachea. Exactly what they talked about, by the way, so he was still proud of her. But then her fingers instead curled gently around his throat. Lindsay kissed him back. Her mouth opened slowly, taking quick and tentative swipes. She moaned softly when he decided it was his turn and swept her lips open a little more. Kissed her a little deeper. His tongue plunged deep, then retreated, held, and then he pulled back. Gently, gracefully. He congratulated himself on that perfect landing and tucked a lock of hair behind her ear. What the hell, Jake? She whispered. I want things, Lindsay, he said. I want to do this. I want to work in environment. You know, it's one of the things I had to give up when I left school, but, but now I can do this. I didn't want to make you uncomfortable, so I worked with Krupp instead, and he, he put my contract together. I can see that. She said. Still shell-shocked. We've established that. It doesn't explain... I also want you. You. Lindsay Cresta, my zombie apocalypse buddy. You might not believe it because I've been invisible all year. And more than that, if, if you add everything up, but I'm here now. I've pulled two and a half miracles so I can spend three uninterrupted weeks with you because I want you. 
I know it's not much of a promise, three flimsy weeks, but you're practical. I think you'll agree with me that we should probably test this out, being around each other again, before we start any... Hold on a second, Lindsay said, the frown creasing her brow again. But he was ready for this. He knew this would happen. You show up after dropping me out of your life, and then you're asking for what, an instant relationship? Okay, I've said it wrong, Jake said, but smoothly, because the fumble was also a prepared move. I'll explain it all later, but we don't have time right now. I wanted to give you the essentials, though, before they arrive. The essentials? Before who arrived? Your bosses. We have a meeting in five minutes, right? She checked her phone and shook her head. Damn it. I think I have enough time to say it again. I want you. I want a chance to see if we can be good together. You and me, a relationship. We've never been physical, but I've leaned on you for everything. I'm, I'm a greedy man. And I want it all now. I want you, your lips, your body, your future, if you're willing to give it. And if you are, I've signed the paperwork. I'm yours for three weeks. All yours. Thank you for listening to our excerpt from Never Just Friends. We hope you enjoyed it, and please check out the book. Subscribe to our podcast to hear more romance novels written by Filipino authors. Visit romancepodcast.com to find out more about what we do and romanceclassbooks.com to find more books you might like.